Welcome back to the Balanced Grip Podcast. Today we're joined with an amazing woman. Yes, very humble, but has accomplished a lot. If we could, let's get a little more about you, Jennifer. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks for having me. Um, and you do go by Jenny, not Jennifer, sorry. Yes, Jenny. Um, I'm 43. I have <laughs> three kids. Three girls, 15, 9, and 6. And I'm a stay-at-home mom and married. All right. So let's start with what you've accomplished, just so people understand why I'm interviewing you and why I'm so impressed by you. Again, you're very humble, so you seldom tell anybody about your accomplishments. But let's start with what's the most, in your mind, what's the most impressive finish and race that you've done? Um, that would probably be the 2011 Arkansas Traveler. Uh, hundred miler, and I finished in twenty one forty six and got first female. Okay, so that was what twelve years ago. My math yes, is right. I think. On 13? Yes. Okay. Have you ran another hundred miler since? No. Okay. Oh, actually, not completed. But not I completed? attempted it in two thousand twelve and did not finish. Okay. Had you ran one before that? Yes, in two thousand ten, and um, that oh, was my first one. That was the traveler, also. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. How did you finish on that one? Um, just under 24 hours, which is kind of a it's kind of a benchmark for a lot of the 100 milers to mm-hmm. get under 24 hours, and so I was really excited to hit that. And you were third one. female, third, yeah. One? And mm-hmm. that was your first 100 miler. Yes. That's yeah, and crazy. it was, um, and I won't go into it, but um, it the first, second, and third place we were all very very close, and mm-hmm. so it would have been good to know um, how close I was. So that I could have picked it up a little bit at the end, but it was That's still, I was proud of it. Awesome. We learn in yeah, time. Right. Um, so where did you start with running? Like what distance, what got you into it? Um, so it was kind of a quick jump um, to the marathon distance. I think before that I did one 5K and one 10K. I was 25, 26. No half? So straight no, from 10K to the no, marathon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just, um, I think someone had kind of challenged me to it, and I thought, okay, well, I'll just go for it, and I had no um, idea what I was doing. I had no one to train with. I um, didn't know anything about running gear or socks. I think the first one I wore cotton socks and a cotton t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know about gels. Um you know, any of the things that would help you to finish, but I found a really great pacer through that race that got me to the finish, and I was just hooked after that. And that was the 2010, where you came in third. Um, now, I am talking about just my first road marathon. Oh, okay. That was in 2006, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember your finish time on that, roughly? Um, I think it was 4, 4.12. Okay. Yeah. So just a little bit over... Yeah. What, like a 920 pace? Sounds like good. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> I may be wrong. Um, so what is your fastest marathon time? 328. 328. And, <clears> and I, yeah. Qualify Boston, right? Yes. And run yeah. Boston. Yes. I run Boston. Um, and How many times? Once. Okay. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you were supposed to run it the year. Yes. The year of the bombing. The bombing. Um, I... Um, was supposed to go back. I had plane booked, a 
place to stay. And then um, probably Boston Marathon's always in April. And then probably in December, um, I was just on usual runs. And I'd been running for, I mean, this was 2013. So I had been running for years at this point. And I just started to have some breathing issues. And it was, I know that people are like, well, of course you're running, but it was different. Like it was completely different. Um, so started to go see doctors cause I couldn't go out on my long runs. And, um, first doctor, he just said exercise induced asthma, had me try an inhaler and that didn't work. And so went on to pulmonologist and cardiologist and there was no real answer. Um, and so finally about two weeks before that race, um, or actually it might've been 2012, 2012 or 2013, but I canceled um, my trip and then the bombing occurred. And after that, um, I, you know, probably a month later, just was back to normal running again with no explanation. So that's awesome. Yeah. Pretty well, cool. Divine intervention there. Yeah. It was, I mean, definitely something kept me and my parents were going to go and they had planned to kind of stand mm. at the finish. And that's, that's where a lot of, at least one of the bombings occurred. Mm. And so, um, yeah, playing someone looking out for us. So how did that affect you psychologically as far as your training went? Like training for such a big deal and then something sidelining you. Yeah. I'm sure leading up to that, it was hard. I'm sure yeah. you are frustrated. But then yeah. the day it happened and the day uh, after, right. it had to be very emotional. Yeah, and I questioned still going and just walking, you know, and just getting a finish. Um, but at that time in my training, I really wasn't interested in doing that. I knew I could finish a marathon and although Boston's like a really amazing race with good crowd support and it's a lot of fun, I just didn't want to do that. And so I'm just very thankful that happened. Well, I think we all are. Um, so what else have you done? Like I see here in some things you'd sent me three days of Solano stage rage. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so that, um, when getting into ultras, there's a lot of different, and now there's even more different ways you can get in long distances. So this stage race in particular, um, you go out on a Friday and you run a 50K, which is 32 miles. And then the next day you run a 50 mile run. And then the last day you get to finish it off with an easy 14 miles. So I think it totals like maybe 92 okay. um, for the three days, so. Yeah. How was the train on that race? I've mountain biked over there and it's pretty nasty. Yeah, it's pretty technical. And it was, yeah. um, I was very concerned about getting lost. Um, mm -hmm. And that's definitely something with trail races. You have to pay attention to the course markers because you can get off trail really easily. Um, and so that one, I was a little concerned. But um, they, luckily at the finish of the race, there was a really awesome creek that was cold because this is like the beginning of March and so everyone said as soon as you're done go sit in the creek for as long as you can and I think it really helped with so, recovery the cold plunge way back yep. then yeah before <laughs> it was just a creek Wim Hof made it popular right um so you've got a 50k coming up this weekend yes all right how are you feeling for that one um, I feel fine. Yeah. Good. I've gotten in some good long training runs. So I know I can do the distance, but this is up a mountain. Um, I think it's like 5,000 feet of elevation gain. Um, so you really have to go prepared when any ultra prepare to walk 
And I think that's the big difference between going from road marathons to ultras is that um, you can't be so concerned with your pace. It's about the finish. So this, when's the last time you did this distance? I know you did a trail marathon a few weeks ago. Yes. So 26 and some change. Yeah. Which, a few weeks ago, like two months ago. No yeah. trail races exactly the distance they say. It's right. It's normally going to be longer. Yeah, it probably would have um, been considered an ultra because it was anything above 26 miles is mm-hmm. an ultra, ultra marathon. So they lump them all together. So how are you feeling about this 50K this weekend? Right. <laughs> so um, let's talk about a few things I know. So I work with Jenny in strength and conditioning. Um Let's talk about that a little bit. What do you feel like has changed? How long have you been strength training? Because you got started before I met you. Yeah, probably, I guess it's been two years now. Yeah, so whenever I first started running, and even through when I was doing ultras years and years ago, it was just running. I was just trying to get in the miles. Um, And so with having the strength and increasing my mileage now to get ready for these races, I've noticed a huge difference in recovery um, and also just how I feel at the the end of like my training run. It's just made a big difference. And this reminder, you're 10 years older than last time you were training for this distance. Sorry to bring that <laughs> up again, plus. but a whole decade yep. or a dozen years yep, maybe. pretty much. Um, and you're feeling as good as you've ever felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do you feel like pace could be the same if you're getting the training yeah, miles? Yeah. Yes. I don't feel like I have lost anything pace wise. And yeah. you'd send me a list of races you wanted to do this year. It's pretty yeah. expensive. Yeah. You want to run through that real quick? Okay. Um, so White Rock 50K this weekend, and then Sticks and Stones Trail Marathon, which is um, out at Devil's Den um, okay. in the Fayetteville area, um, and then the Bentonville Half, just because it's a hometown race, and I love that race, um, but it's sandwiched in between that trail marathon and then the next weekend, the Washita Trail 50 miler, um, which is in the Washita National Forest in central Arkansas. We climb up Pinnacle Mountain. Um, have you done that one before? Yes. And how'd you do yeah. that? When was that? Um, so 2011, that was like my big running year. Um, okay. I think I finished in like 10, 28. Um, Podium and, there also. Huh? Podium there also. Yeah, I got yeah. a second. There was okay. no actual podium, but yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Bentonville half, I'll just kind of enjoy the mileage i guess and that's just a leisurely little run you'll right. know a lot of people doing it yeah let's and we'll we'll circle back around to the bentonville half mm-hmm. after this but go ahead and finish out what you got planned for the year um then um out at hobbs state park um close to where i live there's a 50k in june there's um you did the inaugural year of that yes and did well with that yeah that is actually the first place i would have ever ran across you because i did the shorter distance oh right um, yeah, I'm yeah, I mean, sure I finished the, is right around nine miles. We probably finished about the same time as you did the 50K and I did the nine miler. Um, yeah, you probably beat me. Um, so that was 2011 also, I think. Yes, that was so, 2011. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's a hot race. So that one's oh, miserable. very hot. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have, um, I'll be doing a nighttime 50K. I think it starts at like 9 p.m. Yeah. 
which is great training for a hundred miler to, to run at night. And it's on the um, same part of the course as the hundred miler. Oh, great. And then in October, going back to the hundred miler. Um, and then there's a 24 hour run up here that and I discovered. East of Burden. East of Burden. Yeah, Mount, Mount um, at Kessler, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm yeah. excited about that because it's not the distance. It's about how much you can do in 24 hours. Right. So I feel like that's going to be a different kind of challenge. Um, and you've not been on that trail yet? Not at all. Okay. Which no. it's only about 30 minutes from us for people that don't know where we're located. Yeah. So you will be able to get down there if you want to. But you're True. kind of a renegade and probably won't go down there, <laughs> even though you could. I guess I could. I just yeah. kind of stay locally on the trails. But yeah. yeah. And Is we're it 30 lucky. minutes? I feel like 45. It may be with traffic. It's okay. right off the interstate. It's less than a mile <laughs> off the interstate. Um but that's something we're very blessed around here to have the yeah. trail systems we do. Yeah. And the opportunity to run within yeah. five minutes of our house. Right. Now, I will say it was a big benefit the last time I did the 100 miler because I lived in that area. And so mm -hmm. me and a group of people would go out every Saturday and train on the course. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge benefit because I knew the course. I knew the terrain. It, it was It's mainly Forest Service Road. They have some single track trail, but... Mm -hmm mainly Forest Service Road, um, which is much more manageable, right. I feel like. Right. <clears throat> and then I'll probably go back to the Back 40, um, another awesome trail system we have close to us. Um, so I don't know if I'll end up doing the 40 miler or 20 because kind of got some longer things right before that. Mm -hmm. And then I just found out yesterday we have um, – and kind of a new thing in ultra running, I think it's new, is backyard ultras. Mm -hmm. um, and you run, and there's a lot of them now, but there's one in Arkansas, and you run a 4.2-mile loop. You have an hour to do it. Um, and once, if you get it done within the hour, then you get to start the next hour on the next loop. And basically, whenever you can't complete that distance in the hour, then you're out. So it sounds like another good challenge. Right. So we'll see. And then I really want to do a mountain race. So um, I've been looking at some in Colorado, but. We have a lot of hills here, but not what people would call yeah, mountains. Definitely So not. we can get some elevation training in, but it's not the yeah. same as yeah. Yeah. high altitude The altitude, training. yeah. It'd be yeah. different, but I'd love to do that. So looking over this, that is a ton of volume in a year. Do you... <laughs> What do you what do you attribute basically staying injury free to? Um, I know yesterday that you had an appointment with a chiropractor. Yeah. Um, out to Dr. Brandon Munson here in Benton, who's amazing. I've <laughs> um, known him for a long time, athlete himself. So I'm a big fan of, of trying to utilize yeah. practitioners that are yeah. understanding. Um, what did he tell you though? Um, well, let's he, start with why did yeah. you go to him. What was going on that made you need to see? Just kind of my left hip, um, back, lower back, kind of around that area. It's hurt for a while. i um, been getting a lot of adjustments um, to try to help it. Nothing's really helped. So I wanted to go see what he had to say. Um, and he didn't say anything about sleeping more. I that didn't come seriously up. Seriously doubt that because I know <laughs> you don't have the best sleep patterns. Um, <laughs> Again, I know this stuff from working with Jenny out at Barbell Disciples, <laughs> strength and conditioning. Um, 
He did but. talk, give me some exercises to do and said that it looks like glute activation, which is something I've never really thought of and gave me some specific exercises to do, even like in the middle of a run to stop and, right. and do them if needed. So, um, and this is something we noticed in the gym a month ago, month and a half ago. Yeah. You really pushed out of your right side mm-hmm. and didn't play a lot of pressure out of your left side. Um, see that a lot in women with the hydros hip from holding their children. Yep. Um, which you're, <laughs> I mean, you've admitted to doing. And sometimes I just need to be held. Put your, you always put your weight on your right foot when you're mm-hmm. standing mm-hmm. and offset, um, which hasn't affected your running that much. It doesn't seem like it's affected your pace or well, distance. Well, maybe it has, and I just I mean, didn't. Well, that's true. Yeah, we <laughs> might mean... find out. So he gave you an adjustment, yeah. he gave you yeah. some exercises to do to help yes. activate that. Yep. And, yeah, and he uh, wants me to come back next week to after the race to kind of see. Um, I don't know how it looks. But then after that, he's kind of left it up to you. It sounds like if you need him. Yeah, Which right. I want to draw attention to that because I think yeah. that's a good practitioner. He's yeah. not trying to run a business model where he gets you in every week. Mm-hmm. So he wants to see you if you need him. And yeah. if your chiropractor isn't doing that and is setting you up on a six-week plan, mm-hmm. It's probably more about income than it is yeah. healing. Yeah, or I don't helping think it's health. necessary to, um, to do that. It's pretty well known now that the body will usually heal itself within six to eight weeks of that stuff or accommodate it and turn those pathways off that tell you you're in pain. Oh, so it's know. amazing to have such a, again, the area we're in, we're so fortunate to have yeah. the trail systems we do and the yes. people involved in um, athletic pursuits. Mm-hmm. So what brought you back to doing these ultras? Oh, let's back up a minute. We're going to talk about the Bentonville half this year. Um, are you comfortable talking about your dad and what's going on with him? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. why don't you give us a little <laughs> high view of your last couple of years with your dad? Okay. Uh, well, can I go back further than that? Absolutely, if you need to. Okay. No, no. Only the two years. <laughs> yes, you can go back further. <laughs> so um, my parents have always been a huge support in my running, and they're kind of amazed because that wasn't a thing that we did. Like they weren't runners and I have a brother, he didn't run, um, didn't run in school. And so once I started running, especially marathons, they were kind of, I guess, shocked a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so they wanted to come support me. Um, and when my dad was only 67, I guess this was, I don't know what year this was. He's, he's 80 now. Um, he decided he wanted to get into running and run a half marathon. And so he, you know, sought me out, of course, to get all the tips and encouragement. And I ran um, his first 5K and then his first 10K with him. And then I ran his first half with him. And then he just tried to do a couple a year. And unfortunately, after um, just a couple of those, he had congestive heart failure and, um, had to have heart surgery, have a pacemaker put in, and um, had to take several years off. But he came back. And I guess this was probably 2019. He started training again. And then, of course, the Bentonville half was changed to virtual um, in 2020. But he still did it. He went out on his own. Um, And so that's the year he came back. And then um, he so he ran 2020, 21, 22. 23 and he was the oldest one um at least the past three years he's been the oldest finisher um, at the Bentonville half at the Bentonville mm-hmm. half um and 
this year he was going to come back as an 80 year old and he got you know unfortunately some bad news from his doctor um that he recommended probably not running that distance anymore so he's going to go to shorter shorter races and try to do more power walking i guess mm -hmm. so um so he was you know it was a sad thing but he's still going to keep going those are great memories yeah you guys got through running yeah so What's brought you back to the ultra distance this year? Um, I feel like, and I, well, let me just say this first. I feel like with my kids um, getting a little older and more self-sufficient, I feel like I'm better able to have the time because you need, you need a lot of time on the weekends mm -hmm. to go run. Um, but I don't want to take that away from those that have young kids because it is possible. Um, someone that I, follow i know you follow sally mcrae she started her ultra journey um very early on like when our kids were really young um so it can happen <laughs> but for me it's just kind of been easier for me to get away as they're getting older um and i feel like i can you know kind of be gone longer mm -hmm. so i figure this is a good year to get back to it awesome and let's circle around to sally and how your training has changed over the last year or two. Yeah. Um, Sally's big on do the work. And mm. you may not be able to get that six run in, six miler in today. Yeah. But do the five minutes of core work right. or the 20 minutes of strength work or wherever you can. Mm -hmm. Coming from the strength world myself, I've always liked to run. I wouldn't say I was proficient at it, but mm -hmm. I've always ran to some extent through the years. Um, you recently started strength training, or when I say recently, last couple of years. But mm -hmm. let's talk about, I'm going to, some brags on you. Um, and I know this makes you uncomfortable, <laughs> but what is your deadlift? Um, 245. 245. Yeah. And what is your rough body weight right now? We won't oh, get to oh, I know that's okay. a very, very inappropriate question. <laughs> I would but. say... I don't, I don't, I do not weigh myself ever, mm -hmm. but I would say 125 to 130. Okay. Yeah. So pulling more than hundred pounds over your body weight. Yes. Um, yeah. you know, your back squat offhand. I think it's 170. 170. Yeah. And do you feel like that has made you bulky or slower? No. We hear that a lot. Right. No, okay. no, definitely not. I think that was always a really big, um, controversy i feel like in the running community between um do you do weights or do you not um and i 100 percent think that it's important and it's gonna help me a lot this right. year i so. mean it's just more your run efficiency yeah improves so much yeah um what about core work so tell us so i only came along what six months ago seven months yeah. ago yeah. at the gym that you're at um mm -hmm and started doing the programming. And I approach core a little differently than a lot mm -hmm. of people do. I'm not a big mm -hmm. fan of standard crunches yeah. or setups. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I do a lot more hollow holds and varied planks and side planks and mm -hmm. uh, follow the McGill's big three. We do a lot of bird dogs, pointer dogs, side planks. Um, I don't feel like you're a fan of it when I first came along. You're kind of a, hey, let's go hard and do more yeah. and get done as fast as we can. Yeah. And I approach things very differently. Mm -hmm. um, I'd rather be slow and controlled and focused yeah. and stable. Um, so tell me 
do you feel like that's had an impact on your running? Yes. And, yeah. And I, you're right. I was not a fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever you started writing the workouts, I was like, this mm-hmm. is really slow and I don't feel like mm-hmm. I'm doing anything. And um, I've learned that I was wrong. Um, and There's more than one way to skin a cat. <laughs> Mine's just the right way. Yeah. Um, and it's not mine. I've only learned from people that know more than me. So yeah, let me mine. teach you something about being humble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't see that on the list. I yeah. Now I'm I'm all for it because mm-hmm. um, like like sit ups for example. When I was doing sit ups, I'm like I don't feel like this is working my core. I'm like bouncing off the ground right. trying to get back up or engaging hip flexors and yeah, quads and yeah. all these parts that shouldn't be right. Tired. Yeah. Um, and you know, mm-hmm. if, if we were going to do extra three minutes of work, I'm like, let's do three minutes of burpees. And mm-hmm. now I've realized that's probably not going to help me, um, in what I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think a lot of people are just concerned about how many calories am I burning? Um, but when you want to real have like increase your strength and have better muscle tone, the slow and controlled movements is mm-hmm. what's going to help more. And you're getting your fast movement work in and yeah. running. Running, um, yes. And I'm a big fan of, hey, use your fitness outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. It's it's great to be strong and be able to do gym movements. But if it yeah. doesn't parlay into the real world, it, it seems like a waste of time to me. Yeah. Um, and I know everybody's different. There's aesthetic. I won't call them athletes. There are people who work <laughs> out for aesthetics, and we all want to look better. Mm-hmm. Um, but our goals yeah. are different. Yeah. Um, we want to be more of using the buzz term hybrid athlete, um, have good endurance and have good yeah. strength. And we want to look the best we can too. Yeah, right. Um, and I'm especially not concerned with my calories, <laughs> with the mileage I'm getting in. It's not something that right. I ever think about. So let's talk about that. Because a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. we got to talking about nutrition a little deeper. And yeah. I'd always followed your Instagram stories and saw... You made these beautiful meals that, um, Car they, bowls. They, yes, yes. Um, they would have tons of vegetables in yeah. them and very little protein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not against vegetables or fruit. Yeah. Um, I especially do like fruit. Um, but let's talk about your protein intake back then. I know you didn't really track yeah. it, but what would you no. guess you got in a day? Oh gosh. 60 to 70 grams? would be my guess yeah. from mm-hmm. yeah i mean sometimes we would not have meat um yeah. and there'd <laughs> oh, be maybe shocking. two to three ounces <laughs> of meat in your meals yeah 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 it wasn't a lot it was not a i didn't feel like it was my main focus because everyone always mm-hmm. talks about nutrients mm-hmm. um and that goes to like how many nutrients are in these particular vegetables right. and so that was kind of more of my focus of getting in all the greens when people tend to listen the doctors who have very, very little education in nutrition. Um, yeah. It's usually, you know, one course in under undergrad. Right. Unless they take the time to learn themselves. Um, and, of course, there's so much conflicting information out there. Mm-hmm. But we can go back to Scott Jurek. Um, most of us have read his book, If You're Into mm-hmm. Running, and Ultras Interest You, where he was just, you know, the biggest fan of yeah. plant-based. Yeah. And now we've got Zach Bitter out there. Mm-hmm. basically living on a carnivore diet yeah. and supplementing carbs when he comes into a race mm-hmm. week or, mm-hmm. or a long run and having great success. I mean, his numbers yeah. alone show you that he's a better or more accomplished runner yeah. than Scott Jurek was. 
Um, we're also seeing a lot of Ironman distant triathletes and former distance runners coming up with diabetes recently mm. from the way that they ate. Mm. Um, so let's talk about you were tracking your macros and you were getting like 200 grams yeah. of protein a day. Yeah. Tell us how you were getting that 200 grams. Um, so definitely prioritizing meat and breakfast, mm -hmm. lunch, and dinner, but then also protein cereals, protein yogurts, protein shakes, mm -hmm. um, just focusing on whatever my snack is that it has protein in it. Um, there's a lot of options on that. And so I think delicious we, options. Too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think people feel like it's, just some, me, but you've had some struggles with dairy in the past. Yes, it doesn't seem to bother me anymore. I don't bad. know. Yeah, but so. are you like I get frustrated with people that talk about the yogurt they eat and it's Yo Play or Dannon, which yeah. are just little balls of sugar right. with some milk poured on top of them, basically. Yeah, um, you've started eating a little more quality, yeah. like yeah, ratio protein yogurts, and, which is yeah. awesome. So, like, of course, all the Greek yogurts are great for us. Um, yeah. And then like the protein cereals, the premier protein cereals, yeah. delicious. It's really um, good. Huge. I have a couple bowls of that um, a day. <laughs> Fair Lyle has the lactose-free milks now yeah. and protein shakes. They're mm -hmm. wonderful sources of protein. Um, what have you seen? Let's just start with aesthetics because we all do care. Yeah. Aesthetically, what have you seen the last yeah, few weeks? Definitely muscles <laughs> yeah. showing up, um, which is kind of crazy. But I feel like I haven't. Adjusted my workouts, but my muscles. Well, I disagree there because you've slowed down the movements a lot. Like you're more focused on yeah, what well, should yeah. be activating. Well, I mean, even in the past like three weeks, because we've been doing yeah. that for a while. But yes, mm -hmm. um, so I think that the protein intake has really helped that. Um, I've had more energy, and we won't go into my sleep again. <laughs> so we don't want to talk about that. But um, even with that. I feel like I've had more energy throughout the day. And then I'm interested to see, I haven't really had this kind of protein intake since I've run a race. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of interested to see how my recovery is. Cause I feel like my recovery was good anyway, mm -hmm. but um, could be better. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, is there anything else you want to bring up or ask or talk about while we're here? Um, so just kind of, um, some encouragement, I guess, for people thinking about ultras. Mm -hmm. um, I know that, well, first of all, I kind of mentioned like, you're gonna have a big adjustment from road marathons to your first ultra. And I feel like most people who are wanting to get into an ultra have already done at least a marathon, at least a half marathon at the very least. Um, and, you know, a, a 50K is just six more miles. So, and it is a lot and it's a big deal. Um, but people immediately think of the miles and that's a lot of miles and you're out running and you're training and you're like, I'm just doing a six mile run. How am I supposed to run another 26 past this? This feels hard. And, and so I think just really remembering, um, that it's, it's about the finish, especially for your first one, like just get one under your belt. And then if you want to go on to trying to, you know, do better the next year, but just having that finish, um, and your body, your legs are completely capable. And so it's so much a mental thing when it comes to getting into those kinds of distances. And the same for marathons, really, I feel like. But mm -hmm. you can finish it. You can complete it. And I know that things happen on race day. Um, 
you know, some uncontrollables, but it's that mental toughness that's going to really take you to that finish. Um, and so just remembering that. And also, I would definitely suggest to get a race on the calendar because I know for me, like, having that goal. So if you say, like, I want to run a 50K, but you don't know when or where or the terrain, like, it's kind of hard to train for that. And so I think putting, getting the race on the calendar um, is essential. Um, and I also suggest, like, having support, um, even if that's not someone you're running with at least people who support you. Because if you just have people around you that are constantly telling you you're crazy. <laughs> then, <laughs> which you're going to hear a lot. Yeah, which yeah. you'll hear a lot. Um, but you'll probably get to really like that. But you need people who um, are either experienced in it or who want to join you or who just are there to encourage you, whether that's family or friends or whatever it is. So, um, And then... I guess one other thing like when in your training is knowing like when you go out on your long runs um you're gonna learn something every run and whether that's like oh i can't wear these or i need different socks or i need to eat something different or eat more or drink something i just make sure and know that every training run is is helping me in some way to know better on race day like how even I'm if it's not what you consider a good run right yeah yeah yeah, and it could be you just need time on your feet. And so I've done that before as opposed to, like, getting in the mileage. Like, let's say you're going to do a 50K and you look at the results from last year and you see, okay, well, it took, you know, a lot of the people six hours. You know, go out and be on your feet for at least four. Right. You know, regardless of how many miles you get in, like, just that time on your feet, especially when you get to a 100-miler, like, you're on your feet <laughs> for 24 hours right. at least. So, um just practicing that can be built into your training as well. Well, going back to my last episode on setting goals, you said to get a race on the calendar. Yeah. And I think people need to be realistic about their first race. Right. They don't sign up for a 100 miler if all you've done is a couch right. 5K program. Yeah. Um, and know that you can adjust those goals. Yeah. But I would advise against having a time in mind or pace in mind mm -hmm. for that race yeah um i know the races i've done i've never done an ultra distance but like the half marathons have never gone the way i thought they're going to mm -hmm. because i get to talking to people that i know <laughs> or running off of somebody else's pace instead yeah. of my own yeah um trail races are a little different because you're mm -hmm. not a lot of times you're out there by yourself yeah and it, it, it can feel very isolated and stuff and yeah. that can disorient you on your right. pace you can right. get a little excited and try and go faster and think, hey, I need to catch whoever's in front of me. Mm -hmm. Or you slow down because there is nobody to pace off of. Right. And you can get thrown off. Yeah. So if you get a race on the calendar, talk to somebody that knows a little more than you do or has mm -hmm. more experience. Yeah. And then and help them or have mm -hmm. them help you set your goals. Yeah. Um, and I think that most ultras probably – I mean, I would say 90, 95% are on some sort of trail. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be road races. I've, I've run some that were just road. But once you get to that distance, um, you know, it's a lot harder on your joints. Yeah. And so they go. And so it's so important to know, even if you're just getting into trail running right now, let's say you're not even trying to do an ultra, you're just trying to go to trail running, like your pace is going to be slower. Yes. Um, and so you just have to know those things going in right. and not get frustrated. You have to get out there and, and fill it out. Yeah. And a lot of people are intimidated by trails, think they're going to get hurt 
they're going to trip, they're going to fall, they're going to hurt their ankles. Yeah. And of course, all those things are possibilities, but we all know people have stepped off the curb and hurt themselves. Yeah, right. Um, I've always preferred the trail mm -hmm. because you're hitting at different cadences and your gait's different and you're hitting on different angles of the ground and stuff. Um, you do have to have strong ankles and knees for yeah. that. But I've always preferred that over the road of the constant pounding that's yeah. repetitive and exactly the same. Yeah. Um, so the people out there that are scared of hitting the trails mm -hmm. because they're afraid of getting injured, mm -hmm. I always tell them to walk at first or as much as they can. Yeah. Maybe run on the flat spots or the clear mm -hmm. spots that they know they can run. Yeah. Um, and let's dive into your training a little bit more because when I met you, <laughs> it didn't seem like there was – you'd have a good idea of how many miles you're going. But, like, yeah. you didn't have a training plan. Like, you've never really done speed work per se yeah, or I don't know that that's any different or, right now. <laughs> yeah. But so, I mean, so much of it's mindset, of yeah. course, and being able to finish that distance. But – people that are just starting out mm -hmm. would you suggest finding a running group to run with or getting mm -hmm. a training plan reaching out to somebody that's yeah i mean coach or... all of those things are going to be um super beneficial and i i do still need to add in speed work and fart licks and mm -hmm. tempo runs and i think those things are important even though you know in a 50k um, may not be going at that pace but I think they're still important to work those fast twitch muscles um, but definitely having a group um, of people that you can go out and run long on a Saturday even if it's not like during the week and it kind of depends on getting your scheduling worked out um, and how like do you need that or are you someone who's determined enough to go run by yourself? You know, if not, then yes, you need to find people. Agree. Um, but finding, you know, a running coach is always going to be helpful to get you the training plan you need because they can individualize it. Um, because if you just go Google ultra marathon training plans, like, I don't know how many are going to come up, but it doesn't mean it's going to be for you. So Absolutely. I wouldn't really suggest that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I feel like I kind of have some experience that I can, that I know what I need to be running to get ready for a race. Um, but if you're just starting out, yeah, I would suggest finding someone to help you with that. Great. Well, I think I've gotten everything from you I was looking for. And anything you want to close with? Um, talk about? No. Yeah. Earbuds in? You have AirPods in when you're running, or <laughs> not right now. I know you all can't see this, but she tapped her ears like I was questioning her. I um, always have one. <laughs> so when you're out running, let's say anything yes. longer than six miles. Yes. So you're going to be out there for an hour or so. Uh -huh. Do you listen to music? Yeah, or a podcast. Podcast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it just kind of, because if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm probably going to have to re-listen to it because my mind just wanders. Wonders. But yeah, having something in is very helpful okay. while I'm running. <laughs> yes. I have one AirPod in though. Be safe. Yes. Don't wear two. Yes. <laughs> Trail etiquette is important. Pay yeah. attention to other bikers and runners. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. back to what you said kind of about falling on the trail. Um, mm. You will fall. <laughs> yes. You're going to trip and you're going to fall. I've fallen a lot and um, you'll learn how to recover. Um, you know, the ankle, like... I've twisted my ankle multiple times and I feel like working, you know, ankle mobility is 
going to be super helpful, but it is so fun to just hop around on the trails. Like I feel like a deer because you always have to pay attention um, to where you're stepping. And I mean, even if you pay attention, sometimes you're still going to fall. But I think that I feel like most people just love it when they start to do it. Like, I just don't like to run on the road anymore. No, I don't like it. Yeah. So, and it's just beautiful. I always stop and take a picture somewhere because I'm just so grateful um, to be out there. And like you said, we have so many trail systems close to us that it's, it's such a blessing. So um, I would suggest if you haven't gotten out to run on the trails, at least, at least start there. Mm-hmm. So. And start with a walk. Yes. See how you do. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, well, guys, thanks for joining in. Thank you again, Jenny. I know you're very busy and appreciate you taking time out for this. And hopefully we can get together in the next week or two and follow up on this White Rock 50K and see how you did. I want to hear how your back and hip felt after Dr. Munson gave you some suggestions. Mm -hmm. Um, And hear how your first 50K in multiple years. Long time, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, hopefully I have a good report. Now you ran, well you ran the trail marathon a little while back yeah. and then you're at 29 yeah, I've mile gotten or... a, I got in a 29 mile run so yeah. I feel fine about the distance honestly um, what was the temperature on that 29 mile run day sub 10, 10 degrees five, I was gonna 10, say yeah. Uh, yeah enough that yeah. you're watered frozen up and mm-hmm. and uh yes yeah that was yeah. kind of I had to stop take off my camelback open it up and drink out of it because it's <laughs> kind of like frozen. a dog yeah 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 so um, but you kept going. You didn't turn around and come back in. No. Nope. You're already out there, so why not? Yeah. Go. I knew I needed to get it in. That's so. awesome. Well, guys, thanks for joining us um, on episode three here. If you haven't checked out the two episodes before, there's an intro, and then the second episode is on setting goals. And if you have any questions, uh, info at peakfitnwa.com. That's info at P-E-A-K-F-I-T-N-W-A.com. Um also have training plans available, uh, strength and conditioning training plans, and running if you want to reach out about those. And look forward to seeing you in the next episode.